0: everybody welcome back this is aging ungracefully my name is afra and uh and thank you for coming back or think about thank about you thank you (laughs) thank you for tuning in for the first time uh if you're new here hi hello welcome if you're a returning friend hi friend i'm sorry i didn't post last week and i'm sorry i didn't record i uh I went out on the Saturday night with a group of friends that I have not seen since pre-Panini and uh, stayed out quite late. And then I spent Sunday just trying to relax and chill and hang out by myself and straight up just didn't realize uh, what time it was until it was 8 o'clock at night. And then I was like, shit, I haven't recorded the podcast. And I am like (laughs) – it's eight o'clock on a Sunday. And I'm also somebody who tries to turn all of my electronics off by 9 p.m. So then I was like, oh, it's eight o'clock on a Sunday. It's going to take me longer to record, edit, and then do all of my social media marketing stuff for it. And so I was like, "Mm, no, (laughs) I'm just going to take this week off. And so I did. I do have like some stored episodes, some stashed episodes for that. But then it also meant listening to them and on just to post them. And I was like, I'm also not feeling like doing that either. So I I did not. Um and now we're here. <laughs> and now we're here and now I'm back and I want to say thank you for holding out waiting and coming back to chat, coming back to listen. Um thank you for those who are new. Uh thank you for coming. Um but it's been it's been a bit of a week trying to figure out like what I wanted to talk about this week because I back and forth just like my purse life and what's been going on there. So, like, I've been dealing with some some stuff in relation to like my right breast and and getting exams done on that on that area and in that world of you know being in a thirty plus year old woman and having weird things happen with your tits and you're just suddenly like, what is this? What does this look like? What do I need to do? What is this going to look like? So there's that and just like some work stuff and stress and burnout and just like trying to navigate what I was going to talk about this week and how I was going to talk about it and what I wanted to chat about and what I didn't want to chat about. And I kind of was like back and forth thing and not really sure. And I want to make sure that I always talk about things that I'm passionate about because I don't always have guests. And so talking to myself for like 45 minutes can be fucking tough. Um, But I was like, you know what? I, I really need to think about this. And then this morning while I was doing Um, well, I was dissociating from the current world and state of the world. (laughs) I was scrolling TikTok and I came across a TikTok talking about one of the um, Jenner girls, uh, baby daddies being unfaithful. And uh, just from our perspective of the outside world looks like, looks like cheating. And I saw a few um, scrolls later, saw this girl talk about like, it doesn't even matter if you're you know, a Jenner or Beyonce or any of those people, you know, your, your man's not going to be faithful or like, they're not going to, this isn't like you are, you're always going to get cheated on, like just stuff like that. And I was like looking at these TikToks and I was like, man, what a world we live in. Like what a wild fucking world we live in. First off, why is it any of our business who Kylie's baby daddy yucks his shit into? And like, You know, same with the older sister and her ex. Like, what does it matter to us if he yucks his shit into people? Like, that's a hard thing to go through as in any partnership, as any person to be lied on or lied on, lied to and cheated on. But then to have the whole fucking world know, like, my heart just breaks for those women. And then it kind of made me realize, like, how much of a trend it's become this year specifically for all of these famous people to be, you know, very publicly betrayed. And so we have like Adam Levine and his wife. And we have, if you were really into YouTube and the Try Guys, Ned Fulmer and his wife. And, you know, looking at those situations and those predicaments and it being so incredibly public, I just have been like mind boggled at it. And so I wanted today to talk about cheating And relationships and, you know, betrayal trauma and what that does to us and what that can do to our nervous system and how we can work on healing those things, but how it is incredibly difficult. And I want to just like start by naming the fact that I have been cheated on. I have cheated on other people. I know a lot of people who have had emotional affairs with other people while in relationships. I don't think that you should automatically shame anybody who makes choices that are not your desired choices. and I think that's really important to say because as somebody who has been cheated on, it's not fun. It really fucking hurts. It's a roller coaster and especially if you really, really love that person and you saw this entire future with that person, you were working towards that and there was no – Indicators that that was what was happening, that it can be absolutely devastating. And then also, as somebody who's cheated on somebody else, like the mental gymnastics I did with myself after cheating on somebody I really did care about and like trying to figure out and understand about myself what that meant about me and blaming that partner for a minute before I recognized that, like, no, bitch, like, you're the one who pulled that trigger that's on you. Nobody makes you do things. You choose to do things. Um there can be situational influence to your decision making process in doing said things, but nobody makes you do them. And I think that when it comes to cheating there's so many complex layers. And I really want to start off with I think like naming and understanding that cheating is never the person who's getting cheated on's fault. It's not if, if you're in a relationship where, you know, your partner cheated because maybe you weren't as like active with them sexually or you weren't as like interested or you were just always busy and they felt neglected, that's still not on you. That is on the partner who cheated to be able to communicate with you that that's how they were feeling and to you to work together in partnership to figure out you know, how to meet those needs and how to help each other. And as somebody who lived a very polyamorous, fluid lifestyle prior to my last partner, I can tell you that like communication in any relationship, whether it be monogamous or polyamorous or whatever that relationship looks like for that, those partners, it means still means communication. And I find that a lot of the time, and I'm not a fucking expert, but a lot of the time what happens is in a relationship where people cheat is that somebody is not speaking their truth. Somebody is not owning their shit. And 95% of the time it is the person who cheats who's not owning their shit, who's not owning up to their shit. And I had said this to a friend recently, and she said, well, what about women who are in relationships with abusive partners and they cheat on that abusive partner because they're afraid to leave? Like in that case, is it still the woman's fault? And or is it still the the woman who cheated's fault? And I said absolutely. Absolutely it is. And it might not be a popular opinion for me to say that. But as somebody who's been in an abusive relationship where I was afraid of my partner and afraid for my safety and afraid for my life, I can tell you that out of the two options that would keep me the safest, one being continue to put up with the abuse and stay in the relationship or two being stay in the relationship and cheat well, continue to put up with the abuse, I can tell you the one that probably was more of a risk to me or the greater risk to me was to cheat. Because predictability comes from understanding scenario and what is predictable about an abusive partner is the way in which they're going to react with abuse um and the fact that they always react to abuse if they're an abusive partner whereas like if they react to cheating that betrayal that is now an unknown variable and you don't know how somebody how angry somebody can get and i'm not saying that to like justify it and i don't want to be here sitting like it's anybody it's it's the abuser or the person receiving abuse's fault it's not what i'm saying is is that you know at the end of the day there is no real true good reason to cheat on anybody ever there's so many layers to that and i just think that the thing that we can do is if we make a mistake we can own up to it right away if we sleep with somebody we're not supposed to out of lust out of anger out of sadness out of whatever that looks like there's there's a really easy way to stop from perpetuating what happened own our shit and own up to our shit and i just think that it's up to us to be the ones to to take that step and the reason i'm saying all of this is because like i have been cheated on i've been lied to i've been betrayed and i was betrayed by somebody that i thought i was going to spend my whole life with and it was it was devastating um and it changed my entire world and i had to pivot my entire life and figure out what that meant. And I always used to think, I always used to think if I ever get cheated on again, because I was cheated on in my younger years too, but if I ever get cheated on again, that I'm just going to leave. I'm not going to give them the second option. I'm not going to give them the time of day. I'm not going to give them the opportunity to explain themselves. I'm just going to piece the fuck out, bean sprout, figure your own shit out, fuck ass. But then like, when I was put in that situation with somebody that I loved in a very deep and intimate way and in many, with many layers to it. And that had shown me so much love and so much understanding and been so, such a positive piece of my life. I realized that when you're the person in that situation, it is so much fucking harder than people on the outside can even think that it is. And I think that Some people will say, oh, well, that just means your self-esteem is low, or that just means this, or that just means that. It's like, no, cheating and being lied to is always – the healing part of it or the understanding of it or the working through it always comes down directly to the relationship itself. And that doesn't mean necessarily romantic relationships. I think any human relationship that we have, when we're being lied to or we're being betrayed or we're being let down by that other person – um, it it's up to the two people in that relationship with each other to choose to see are they going to remain friends are they not going to remain friends how can they work on things how can they not work on things when's a good time to separate when's you know when's the time to leave and how to move forward and that's not situational to romance that's situational to every that's that's every relationship we'll ever get in from here until when we die and all relationships, every single one take communication and they take, understanding and they take love and they take respect. And, you know, I think for women or people from, I should say, from a female's perspective as somebody who's been cheated on by male partners predominantly, I've never had any of my female partners cheat on me that I'm aware of, <laughs> but male partners predominantly, I can say like looking at it now, that was never about me. It was never me. I wasn't the problem. Um and it took me a long time to learn that because the, when I first started getting cheated on, I was really young, and I it was actually the first time that I know I was cheated on was um, in a partnership I had at like twenty. It was, I started it started at nineteen. It went on for years. It was very abusive, and he was cheating on me and. He tried to cheat on me with my best friend and she outed him. She came straight to me and she's like, girl, I need to tell you something. He uh, he hit me up. He like tried to get with it. I said, no, but I need to tell you because you deserve better. And I stayed with him. And at the time I stayed with him because he was abusive and I was afraid. Um, But also because of the fact that like I was so traumatized by that point from this horrific relationship that I just, I didn't, I thought I was doing it wrong. I thought I was the reason he cheated. I thought I was the problem. I thought I was the one who, you know, did something wrong and did, like, I was the problem. And that's what I thought at, like, 20 years old. And so I just let him do it. And I just kept my mouth shut. And for years, I put up with the, the abuse from this person until I was strong enough to leave this person. And it did t- take a long time. And... I look back on that now and I'm like, I always thought it was me. I let him down. I wasn't sexual enough. I wasn't, you know, active enough. I wasn't attractive enough. And then now, as a 33 year old woman, I'm like, bitch, you are more than enough. Girl, you, you would have laid down in traffic for this man. You would have climbed mountains for this man. This man, this man is, is a shell of a man. He is not a real man. He is a shell of a person who continued to make himself feel as bad as he he was. And he did that by doing shitty things. And one of those things was cheating on you. And the funny thing is, is that I didn't even recognize that until this last year. I didn't recognize that his cheating, his lying, his abuse, it was never about me I wasn't bad. I didn't do anything wrong. I wasn't a bad girlfriend. I wasn't like a letdown. I wasn't a disappointment. These are things he's obviously said to me. Um, It was that he was a letdown to himself. He was disappointed in himself. He didn't feel good enough. He didn't feel valuable. He didn't feel valued. And that wasn't my job as a woman or as a partner to ever make fill the void in which he felt in himself. Ever. And I think that that's something that so many people get roped into with abusive partners or betray, like partners who will betray you, or, you know, partners with like a low self esteem or a low self worth is that we have a tendency, especially I think from a female perspective as women, to try and fill those voids, to try and be everything. And I just want to say to people out there listening, you are not the missing piece to somebody. Somebody should be a whole pie and baby, you should be the whipped cream. Like it's you are not here to fill someone else's cup, and someone is not here to fill your cup. I think this whole idealism that we've given to relationships that somebody's my person, you know, somebody's my penguin, you know, all of that fucking hallmarky ass bullshit that's like not reality is what puts us in these positions to begin with where we think that we should allow certain behaviors because they were my person. And that makes me want to like talk about um, something that I haven't talked about on the podcast yet, which is why I left my relationship earlier this year. You know, my partner and I were together for two and a half years, almost just on the cusp of three. We, you know, loved each other. We wanted, we constantly talked about spending our lives together. We, that was the happiest I have ever been in a relationship. And it wasn't perfect. It was, it was totally not perfect. Um, but we had a communication and an understanding and a friendship that was so much deeper than you know, I had ever had with a partner. And so I was so grateful for that. And so you can imagine when I found out in January, uh, three days before I released the first episode of this podcast, uh, how absolutely devastated I was when I found out that he had been, um, having an, uh, I don't want to say an affair cause we weren't married, but for lack of a better way of saying it is having an affair with somebody he worked with and it had been going on for a while. And that I found out because this woman decided to post TikToks about it and have her friends tag me in them. And so rather than coming to me and having a conversation with me where she said, I, I need to let you know this. Um, she She made it very public and she made it public in such a way that, it put my information out there in a way that I didn't want it out there. And it put his information out there in a way that he didn't want it out there. And it opened this like can of worms of other people to weigh in and have their opinions. And I actually at that point turned my TikTok private um, and only used it to scroll and I didn't post anything. And I took out a bunch of videos of, of my relationship and I was ashamed and I was sa- scared and I was sad and I was absolutely gutted because like this person that I had, this person that I had, uh, you know, made so many plans with really let me down, really let me down. And I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. And that was in January. And so that was like, that was literally three days before I posted the first episode of the podcast that I found out. And I was so heartbroken and I was so angry, but I knew that I knew that I needed the time to figure out what that meant to me before I said anything to anybody. I needed to figure out what I was feeling. And because it had been done so publicly, who else knew? And who else was in the know about this that I, you know, had been around? And what did that mean for me and my feelings? And it was just, it was really fucking devastating, to be honest with you. And so that was in January and we didn't separate until March. And the reason for that was when everything came out, when it all finally came out, and him and I sat down, and he talked to me about it, and he put everything on the table, in our conversations, and I this I think just speaks volumes to the relationship we'd built, he said, cheating was never about you, and I know that, and I'm sorry. And for me, that was the hardest part. Because for me, it was like I had this beautiful relationship with somebody who I loved so deeply and who was my best friend in like every way and had been lying to me. And when everything came out about him cheating, I immediately thought, what did I do wrong? What didn't I see? How come I didn't notice? What were the red flags? And I beat myself up, and I've been beating myself up, and I, <laughs> I recognize now that it wasn't my fault. I couldn't have done anything differently. The reality of it is, the the bold faced reality of it is, is that he is not the person that he wants to be yet in life the person that he was with me was glimmers of the person that he wanted to be. But the reality, the undercurrent of that was that he hated himself. He didn't like himself. He didn't love himself. And I know that because I spent a large part of the relationship telling him that he wasn't a piece of shit. You know, he wasn't abusive. He wasn't manipulating me in that sense. It was literally like this person didn't think very well of themselves or highly of themselves. And I thought the world of them. And that is a danger when you're in a relationship to think the world of somebody who literally hates themselves. Because when somebody hates themselves on such a level that they believe they don't deserve anything good, the first thing they will do is sabotage anything good that comes into their path. And that is what my ex did. And he did that by sleeping somebody he worked with. Sleeping with somebody he worked with. And the crazy thing is is that when it all came out, and suddenly all of these little tiny things that seemed like just non-issues and misnomers and like, you know, not really truly things that we were paying, I was paying attention to, suddenly were things that I was like, holy fuck. And I recognized all of these times where I made excuses for it, even though I kind of knew and I in and, and I innately knew. And he didn't need to tell me. And the crazy thing is, is that when we sat down and we started talking about it and all of it started coming out and the reality of what was going on started coming out, it also started coming out how much he was so terrified to lose me that he kept lying. And he'd stopped ha- sleeping with her, but he would kept lying to me about it. And then he put on this whole show and it literally got to the point where it was making him physically ill where he was getting sick and having issues and and having like really bad pain issues. And then when it all came out, all of those things disappeared. So first off, let's just say shout out to the human fucking body because the body doesn't lie. It will tell you because there was times in our relationships where I was like, why am I sick for no reason? Why am I stressed and there's nothing going on? And I recognize now it's like because my body knew before my, my brain did. And It's also given me this huge understanding of learning to listen to my body more. We'll talk about that in another episode. And to get back to the part of what it's like to be cheated on, I think that it's, it's traumatizing as fuck when you are cheated on and lied to and betrayed in such a huge way and everyone else around you knows about it before you do and everyone else that knows about it even some who don't know you who know about it, have an opinion before you get to have your own. Because when I found out that Connor cheated on me, I didn't hate him. I was hurt by him. And as somebody who had been polyamorous coming into the relationship and recognized that this relationship specifically would require monogamy on my end, if that's what suited the relationship, and what felt best for both of us. And that to me was like not the values he reflected. So there were so many layers on top of it of like, you know, these are relations, these are communications we could have had. If you were feeling some type of way, we could have had that communication. If you recognized that you wanted sexual satisfaction or gratification somewhere else, we could have had that conversation. But instead you lied like a child and you went out like a ch- hurt child would and you did it anyway like a hurt child would and you acted in such a way that you didn't think there'd be any discipline like a poorly behaved child would and then when it when it all boiled over you continued to perpetuate the lie and the perpetuation of the lie is ultimately what broke our relationship down because I will be a hundred percent honest with you guys if I am with a partner, and we are actively communicating about what their needs are sexually, and I know that I can't fulfill those needs, I am 110% like, let's figure out how to get those needs met for you. And let's recognize that I am owning and honoring the fact that I can't fulfill those needs for you. And I'm okay with that. I've never had that I've never had that part of me that's like, oh, you can't go fuck somebody else. (laughs) And I don't know why that is. I just don't want to be lied to. That is a part of me that I absolutely have. I absolutely do not want to be lied to about it. I would rather you make me uncomfortable for a minute than lie to me for the remainder of time. Like that is just the reality of it. And so when all of this went down, there was so much that went through me about the understanding of like, why didn't I immediately leave? Well, I didn't immediately leave because I needed to figure out how I felt. You know, I wasn't angry that he slept with somebody else. I was angry that he lied to me about it. I was angry that it became a bigger lie than it needed to be. I'm angry that he hid something from me. I'm angry that it could have been a 10-minute conversation when it first happened or probably longer than that, but it could have been a conversation when it first happened instead of a perpetual lie that ended up exploding not only in his face, but then you know me being hit by the shrapnel of it, and it fucking sucked. It really sucked, and it still sucks. You know, like it's still a very interesting thing to weave through because it's not as simple as me being like, "Oh, you cheated on me. Go fuck yourself. Peace out forever. You stupid asshole." Like it's not that easy because first off, we we go back a long time. Our like his family goes back in my life a long time. I've known that family for over. 20 years. You know, I've been friends with that family for over 20 years. This was not a relationship that was taken lightly. This there was so many layers to getting into this relationship and understanding like what the fallout would be if we did. And then also understanding like where my boundaries are and respecting my own thought patterns in this and like what I needed to get through it. And so like when I think about what I thought at like the, my teenage years of getting cheated on or being or or cheating, which was always just like, oh, well, girls get cheated on because they're not doing enough to like make their man happy. And, you know, boys cheat because they're not happy and girls need to do like and, and thinking about that fucking stupid ass, dumb ass fucking idea that I had at a younger age of it being some being somebody else's but the cheater's fault. And now as an adult and as a woman who's been cheated on several times in her life, I can say it, it's not, it's not the person being cheated on's fault. It is the person doing the cheating. And that cheating comes from so many complex layers. And I think about now with my ex about why he cheated. And we talked, we've talked about it. We've we've been counseling on it together. We've been trying to figure out, you know, why that happened, not in the sake of getting back together, the sake of leaving each other with less trauma then we you know walked into the relationship with we didn't walk into this relationship hoping to traumatize one another it shit happens when you party naked like the reality of it is is that we don't want to hurt each other and we want to heal from this and we understand that we can't heal in it as a partnership i have no intention on getting back together with my ex at all not just because he cheated and lied but when all of it came out and all was said and done i just recognized that I care about this person and love this person, but I don't want to be with them. And that is just the reality of where I'm at. And that's not because they hurt me. It's because we were always better when we were supportive of each other instead of being each other's like everything. And I, there's so many, like, like I said, there's so many layers to that, but I think the thing is, is that what I wanted to get back to from when I started this recording and when I started talking about cheating was like what, you know, the Jenner, the Jenner goes through, and I'm like, I, I don't know if I can say their names because I want to get sued, but like, you know, what, Kay Jenner is going through, and what, you know, uh, Ned Fulmer's wife went through, Ariel Fulmer, and you know what, uh, Bahardi Prinzlow is going through, and like what they've gone through very publicly, it's a trauma to find out your partner's lying to you. It is a huge, huge violation and betrayal to have somebody hurt you on a level that is so complex. Because when when my ex cheated on me, he didn't just hurt me mentally and emotionally, he hurt me physically because I was consenting, a consenting adult having consensual relationship with my partner who I thought was only with me, But was not. So it's, it's, there's physical violations, like mental violation, emotional violation, and it's all betrayal. And there's so many layers to it. And I think that people very quickly judge what they would do in the situation of being cheated on. And I don't think it matches everybody. I don't think that same thing is true for everyone. So, like, when I say all of these things, I say them from the understanding of thinking about the current way of the world. And I have heard more people being cheated on this last year than I have ever heard in my entire life. I have a lot of friends who've been cheated on and are leaving relationships because of it. I have friends who have been cheated on who aren't leaving relationships because of it. And I have to say kudos to the people who've been cheated on or have cheated in a relationship where you have come out and you've communicated it and you guys have worked on it because 110% betrayal trauma is fucking hard to heal from. It is not simple. It is not easy. It is not one size fits all. There's so many layers to betrayal. And I just think that to those who go through it so publicly, like, and I'm not, I am not like Kylie Jenner level popular, but what I am is somebody who had their very personal information posted on a very public platform being shared and then eventually shared with them. And it, truly hurt hurting me and damaging me I couldn't fucking touch TikTok for months I was fucking terrified of every notification my phone made for months because I was afraid what else am I going to find out what else is there going to be and not just that but then on top of that I'm dealing with heartbreak I'm dealing with the loss of a future that I thought I was going to have because in that moment that I found out my relationship as I had known it ended and how I moved forward in that relationship was entirely up to me and my partner at the time. And at the time, I thought, okay, let's give this time to see what is next for us. And so I didn't leave. I didn't run away. I We talked about counseling. We talked about therapy. He started therapy. You know, he started breaking down walls and recognizing his own bullshit and the fact that he... Is, self, is very selfish and and could be very manipulative when when feeling like he didn't have full control. And like there's so many – and I don't want to give too much of his personal shit away because it's not fair to him. But like there was just so many things he learned about himself. And when he was learning those things about himself, it really truly came back to like, yeah, I cheated because I don't feel good about myself. I cheated because I am absolutely self-sabotaging. And then I had to think back about when I had cheated on a partner. And I had started emotionally cheating on a partner years ago – before I actually ever physically cheated on them. And then I when the first time I physically cheated on them, which was not sex, it was a kiss, I immediately drove home and told them about it. And I was so upset and so sad. But the thing was is that I had been emotionally having a relationship with somebody else for at least a month by that point before I did anything about it. And so I think that there's so many complexities because the girl who I was when that happened had a very low self-esteem, was incredibly, in love with their best friend um, and in a relationship with somebody else. Was not happy in that relationship but made no moves to change that or fix it. Didn't have the proper um, dialogue, advocate, or communication skills to be able to have that tough conversation with my partner at the time and instead made a mistake and cheated on them and immediately told them and they wanted to work it out and figure it out and i recognized when they wanted to figure it out that i didn't want to and that i that the relationship isn't what i wanted it shouldn't have taken me betraying someone else's trust and hurting them to get there but it did and so when i say that there's so many complexities to why people cheat and how they cheat i i think that that's so real to the situation and to the person And it's, like I said, never about the other party. It was never about my ex that I cheated on, um, the person I cheated on, to that it was ever their fault. It was never their fault. There was many complexities to that relationship, but the reality of it was, is that I wasn't happy and I didn't have the proper skills to communicate that. And I also was afraid to be alone. I had anxiety and abandonment attachment issues, and that just meant anxious attachment styles that kept me in a relationship that I shouldn't have been in. And uh, you know what? It's it's interesting now because I have also been a woman who was in a relationship with a man who was cheating on his partner and I didn't know it. I was with this person for months before I found out that he had a whole ass fucking fiance. And when I found out, I was very much like, I can't continue doing this with you. It's not fair to her. It's not fair to me. And what the fuck would you have like? Why did you lie to me? why didn't you tell me? And then he like, Oh, well, you know, like she's this and she's abusive and I've been trying to leave. But every time I try, she threatens to kill herself. Like he made up this whole fucking story about it. And then finally, like, it wasn't very long after that, but I just said to him, like, I am not going to wait around for you to figure your life out, dude. And I did the same thing that had happened to me. I went and told her, I mean, not the same thing. I told her privately on an instant message, <laughs> what had been happening. And what I did before I even said what was happening is I'm, I'm sending you this message and letting you know something about your partner and I, and I'm going to put that in a separate message. What has happened is if you want to read it or if you don't, if you don't want to read it, you want to go on your late you if it happened, you can do that. And so that's what I did. And I let them know. And I look back on that even now and I'm like, it was never up to me to let that person know. Their partner should have let them know. And now I know that I would never want to be put in that situation ever again. And so it leads to this point of like, where are we in a society at this point in time where so many people are cheating and lying and betraying? where are we as a society? Because it's not just men cheating. Men men aren't the only cheaters. Women cheat too. Women lie too. Women are more likely to emotionally cheat than they are to physically cheat, whereas men are more likely to yuck it in something than they are to physically speak about it. And so I think that realistically – like where we're at is just this lack of ability to communicate with each other. We have this like innate fear that if we have uncomfortable conversations with our partners about sex and our needs and our desires and our wants and our wants to be with them and our wants not to be with them, that we're going to get hurt or we're going to get let down or we're going to disappoint. And it's like, bitch, I would have rather when my ex started like, you know, hitting it for the girl from work, I would have rather him come home and told me about it and us figured it out than to find out in the way that I did. It was so much more painful to go through that than to have the conversation was, like truly. And so I think about all these, like I said, famous women who are going through this very publicly right now and my heart just bleeds for them because it is traumatizing to have somebody betray you. It is 10 times more traumatizing when everybody else has a fucking opinion on it. And- I just think it's important for us as people to recognize that we are not on some fucking pedestal. We are not on some high horse. We do not get to say, oh, well, they shouldn't have stayed or they should have stayed. None of that. It's none of our fucking business. It is absolutely up to the two people in that partnership because I promise you, the people that you think you see your friends with in a relationship are not the people those people are behind closed doors. The person, you know, like my ex, incredibly charming with my friends and family. But behind closed doors, very depressed, very anxious, you know, like they're, they're very different people. And same with me. I am not the exact same person in every single room because that's just not, it's not feasible. It's just not a real thing. You change dependent upon the situation because you need to. All people are chameleons. And I'm not saying that it means you're like a liar. I'm not saying that means you're not, you know, authentic. I'm saying that dependent upon situation and people and social circle and all of that stuff you have to pivot who you are. I am not the same person at work that I am in my personal life because if I was, fuck, I don't know if I'd have friends. Yo, like but like truly like I think that there's so many layers to like us as people and and our species and and human the human race and there's so many deep things that, you know, make us who we are and I think that what we're really truly lacking in the world right now is a lot of compassion and a lot of understanding and the ability to communicate. And I just think that, you know, while all of this this crazy shit is happening in, you know, the celebrity world right now, it's just a good moment to self-reflect and be like, poor women. And the one thing that I would really like to say, really like to say, is I'm really sick of these narratives where like, oh, you know, Jay-Z cheated on Beyonce and, you know, Travis cheated on Kylie, and that's just, you know, Tristan cheating on Chloe. And like, that's just proof that like no man is faithful no matter how rich you are. I think it's important for us to just acknowledge no woman is a fucking home for a ruined man. Not a single fucking one of us. No woman is meant to be a home for a broken man. We, it, it does not matter how beautiful we are, how amazing we are, how rich we are. We should never, ever, ever, ever look at something and be like, oh, well, she was perfect. She still got cheated on. It's just like, no, because it was never about Miss Chloe. You know, it was never about Kylie. It was never about, you know, me. It was about the person doing the cheating. Let's look at them. Let's look at them. They were not at a place where they were good enough to be the perfect partner. They were not kind. They were not it. they were not compassionate or they only thought with their dick like you know there's there's like again layers to it but I'm really really sick of that narrative of like look at all these success, successful women and their partners cheat and it's just like and they stayed with their partners it's like the thing of like no if a woman gets betrayed by her partner and chooses to stay I think that takes more strength than walking away I absolutely do, because I can tell you when the months after everything came out and I was trying to figure out where my relationship with Connor was going to go and what was going to happen, it took more strength to have the tough conversations and to cry and to be angry and to figure it out than it did to be blissfully ignorant to it. You know, it it once I left, once I walked out, once I I moved out, it was the moment of recognition of like... I don't have to be in the same room as this person every day. I don't have to suffer through this discomfort every day. I don't have to put myself in a place of feeling like I'm causing myself harm every day. You know, am I doing the right thing for myself or am I listening to society? You know, like there's so many things that rush through my head of like, am I just listening to society by leaving? Because I I do deserve better. Everybody's right. I absolutely deserve better. But like, am I just listening to society by leaving? And I was so afraid to be honest on the podcast and in general with people about the fact that he cheated on me because everybody loved him and I loved him and I still love him, but just, I can't be with him because I don't trust him. And I also want, if I were going to ever get back together with him, I would need to know that he's done the work to at least like himself. And he, at this point, I haven't seen it. And that's fine because we're all on our own journeys. I also never wanted him to do the work for me. Work on someone's self always has to come from that person, always has to come from that person. And I could not be that person to continue to champion somebody who would not champion themselves. And I think that that is just important. I think a partnership is two people coming together and honoring the fact that they're not perfect and continuing to champion each other while championing themselves that was just not something that we were capable of in my last relationship and at the, at the point of time where we were come March of, of this year. And so I think that, you know, talking about cheating today, the ideas that I had in my early twenties, and my early years was like how much I thought I deserved it. You know, how much I thought women were suckers if they stayed with men who lied and cheated, even though I myself had done it. Um, how I think that, you know there, there's like people were just assholes and like maybe it was, it was usually the woman's fault in my head or it was usually the guy's fault in my head or you weren't, they weren't enough or I wasn't enough. Like, you know, and then realizing at 33 going through this again was like one, I was more than enough. I did everything I could have done. I'm not a perfect partner. I'm not always polite. I'm not always kind. I'm not always sweet. I'm not always loving. I'm a human being. We never are. But I was not the reason this person cheated. If they had an issue with me, they could have broken up with me. They cheated because of how they were feeling and what they were going through and what their thoughts were and what their feelings were. And they could have been honest and they weren't. And that is now their pill to swallow. That is now their trauma to deal with. That is now their problem. And what I know now as well is that we very consciously, actively always blame women for this shit. And we expect them to be the best thing ever, and them to be the ones to do the work and them to be, you know, too pretty or the prettiest. They're like, or how dare they be cheated on because they were so pretty? And it's just like, no, it was again, once again, it is on the person who cheated. It was on the person who lied. It was on the person who betrayed that trust. And then, you know, we, we go again, what I thought in my early years comparative to now, if a woman stayed or if a person stayed that they were weak, not fucking true not fucking true. You have to be a big-ass person to forgive somebody. You have to be a big-ass fucking person to move through and work through betrayal and betrayal trauma. You have to be a big fucking person to recognize your own shit and be like, yep, this person lied to me and cheated on me and now I'm going to be the one to own their shit and work on myself so that I can forgive them and that you know, we can get past this. And I know so many, I think once I started to talk about the fact that Connor had cheated, I started hearing from so many women in my life who would stayed with partners who cheated and who they themselves had cheated or, you know, who had gone through these things. And I really quickly recognized that we don't talk about it enough because for, I, I literally probably spoke to over a dozen women who had been cheated on. And I have by since then, known a dozen more who have cheated. And I have known so many couples this year who've broken up because of infidelity and betrayal. And I just think that if we spoke about our feelings more, if we spoke about the fact that like, you know, I'm not getting sexual satisfaction here or I'm not getting my emo- all of my emotional needs met and started meeting those needs on our own or started realizing that we need those needs met outside of our relationship and talking with our partners about what that actually looked like. There might be less cheating and there might be less betrayal. And there might be less trauma, and there might be less children hurt and stuck in the middle and they might there might be less, you know, trauma and and hurt from it all if we just could talk to each other if we could just be more open about this kind of stuff and i think that was the importance of me talking about it today is that i have really kept it quiet i have not wanted people to know i have made comments on the podcast i've had to re-record pieces of episodes because it's come out in my voice or the tone or the things i've said about my my ex and then today i texted him and i said are you going to be mad if i talk about you cheating on the pod and he said no and i have to commend him for that because that he knows how much this podcast means to me he knows that you know the day that i found out was literally 3 days before i started this podcast and i went on to record several episodes that did really well but also were really i was really passionate about um regardless of the pain that i was going through and the hurt that i was holding on to and the layers and complexities of heartbreak that i had and now i can turn to you guys you know it's october it's been a minute since March. And I can say like, I'm still healing. I'm still figuring it out, but I'm so fucking happy that I am. And I'm not where I was in March and he's not where he was in March and we are not together and I'm okay. And it hurts so much at the time that it felt like it was killing me. And now I'm coming out and I'm learning more about myself and I'm, you know, talking to women, you know, I'm, I'm, and I say that from like a romantic perspective, but like I'm talking to women and I'm recognizing that maybe I wasn't as like bisexual as I thought I was or pansexual as I thought I was. And like just recognizing all of these things about myself. And I'm not saying it took cheated on to get me here. I'm saying it took knowing my worth coupled with knowing what I was and was not able and willing to do, knowing my boundaries and knowing that what I had to be able to expect from my partner and what I couldn't expect from my partner. And I knew after everything came out that I could not expect my partner to tell me the truth at that time. And that until we healed that part of our relationship or friendship, or if we never did, that I couldn't trust him specifically to do that. And that was just where we were at. And that I had to take care of myself in that moment and make a really fucking tough decision to take care of myself in that moment. And like I said, I think it takes 10 times more strength to stay in a relationship where you've been betrayed and work it out and figure it out because I could shut my ex out. I could have turned everything off. I could have said, fuck you, Connor. I'm never speaking to you again. Get fucked. And I didn't. But it has taken a lot of work and a lot of attention and a lot of detail and a lot of communication for us to be able to start doing the healing on that part of our relationship. And not, like I said, it wasn't in the means of doing that healing to get back together. It's never been in the means of doing that healing to get back together. It was in the means of doing that healing because we genuinely wanted to stay friends. And I've had a few people who know that he cheated, ask me, like, how could you want to stay friends? It's because realistically for me, that's all I see him as now. And I think that I had stopped seeing him as my partner in that way before the relationship ended. Cause there was, there was, like I said, there's clues, there's hints, there's things that I now know that I didn't know at the time. But it was just also that, like, when you have somebody who's been family to you for so long and a friend to you for so long and then became your partner, and if it's, it's figuring out who that person is now and how they're, they're going to fuck up. And I also think that there's like a level of compassion you need to have with other people and realizing that their own trauma plays a huge part into how they interact with the world. And I know his dad and I know mine did too. You know, there's so many, there's, like I said, there's so many layers, but I wanted to share the cheating thing with you guys today. Cause one, it's coming up in the media again. And so as it comes up in the media, for those of you who've been cheated on or have cheated or have been the other person in, in a situation ship like that, I just, I have to say you're never alone you're absolutely not alone. You probably know dozens of people who've been in the exact same situation as you. They just don't talk about it. And for those who have been cheated on, I'm sorry. You got your heart broken if you did. I truly hope that you are far enough removed from the situation now that you can see all of the beautiful things that life has to offer you now that you've learned warning signs, now that you've learned what you do and do not want, now that you've set boundaries as to what you do and do not want, whether that you stayed with that person or whether you left that person, I truly hope that you're far enough away from the hurt now that you can continue to live your life and flourish and love and know that you are so worthy. And if you are somebody who's cheated, you are not a bad person. You are not a horrible person. You are somebody who reacted or interacted based on either something that's happened in your life, a trauma, a learned behavior, lack of self worth, lack of self trust, lack of wanting things good in life, lack of ability to allow good things to happen to you, um, lack of you know, care or fear, or you acted out of fear, fear of being alone, fear of leaving a relationship, fear of whatever. You are not a bad person. You're Things that happened to you or things that have happened around you do not make you a bad person, but you have some work to do on figuring out how to communicate. You have some work to do on figuring out how to, you know, move forward from that. And that is going to be some self-forgiveness. That is going to mean some forgiveness of others. And that is going to mean, you know, figuring out how to communicate and what you want in the future. I truly, truly, truly believe that we are all capable of cheating because we, every single one of us on this planet are capable of lying. There's so many studies that say every person on this planet lies every 2.3 seconds and it's fucking crazy. But like realistically, every single one of us is capable of hurting one another. Every single one of us is capable of betraying one another. It's how we own it. It's how we own up to it. It's how we own it. It's how we move forward from it that matters. And I'm going to leave you guys with that because this has been an extremely long recording. Um, Thank you guys for tuning in. I hope this helps some of you. And if not, I just hope that, that, yeah, you get to walk away and, and maybe take a moment. And next time you think about somebody else being cheated on or you hear about it, that you just pause for a minute before you react to figure out how you would like to interact with that situation and the part that you could play in either somebody else's love and healing and understanding or for yourself or, you know, the less judgment that you can have on a situation. And with that, my friends, I will leave you. Have a wonderful week. I can't wait to talk to you guys next week uh, on Halloween in spooky season. And I think we're going to tell some scary stories. All right, guys.